This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM Dunedin's awesome morning show. Yeah, time for us now to go around our Dunedin Community Boards and today we land on the Tiger Peninsula Community Board. Paul Pope joining us again for another korero. Paul uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Good energy, Jeff. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Well, we're well into October now, heading towards the end of the year. Still a bit to talk about, though. And uh, I know you've got an upcoming meeting at uh, Tomahawk School. Yeah, we've got to um, catch up in a few weeks' time with the community. Uh, we were supposed to do this a little bit earlier, but unfortunately um, staff were unavailable due to a bereavement. Um, so um, we're going to be doing this, um, not this Wednesday, but next, um, and which the date escapes me, of course. Um, and basically it's an opportunity, two things. One is for the community to catch up with the community board and have a talk and raise any issues that they may have in the area. But one thing that's been on the books for quite some time is the um, Tomahawk School site. And since the building was demolished, um, there's been a lot of talk about what could happen with that building and um, what could uh, be going on from that point from there. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's an exciting opportunity for the community and uh, one that I'm looking forward to. Are we talking about the 18th there, Paul, or the 11th? Uh, you've got me on the hop here. I'll get it just quickly check my diary. I'm pretty certain we're looking at the 18th. Uh, I believe, yeah, I think it is the 18th. All right. Um, Are you making a, you're going to make a liar up now. I should have written it down before we came up today. <laughs> Good. Um, if people want to stay up to date with that, are you posting about the meetings uh, on yeah. social media pages? Yeah, I'm going to do that on social media this week, and I'm also going to throw it out onto Hawk Talk, which is the uh, the local page uh, for all issues Tomahawk. All right. Um, those who take a trip across uh, the, uh, the Targo Peninsula will often stop, uh, remark uh, on the beautiful Pukehiki Church and that uh, that lovely area. Indeed, many of us might have attended some events there over time, weddings and so forth. Um, and there's been a good deal of work around the Pukehiki Church. Bring us up to date with that. So um, there's going to be two events there, and again, quote me on the don't quote me on the dates, but I'm pretty it's the towards the end of October, either the 20, weekend of the 21st or 28th. Um, the church will have an open day on in the afternoon of the of the Saturday, and then there'll be a church service on the Sunday. And um, look, it's a really you'll you'll see it around in various um, events calendars and other bits and pieces. But it's a really great great achievement for this community and um, for the city, given the importance of the church uh, as a historic building um, built by Walter Riddell. Uh, who was a really well-known uh, settler and builder, um, dairy farmer, and, and eventually actually established um, uh, cheese-making uh, out on the Tyree. Um, so he's an important man. He also, in my understanding, has built the staircase in Larnock Castle. So uh, the church has um, a really, really important place to part, pay in um, on the Otago Peninsula and in the city um, because, as I say, it's a very much a heritage site. So an opportunity to see the good work and the very hard work that's been done by um, the people in that community. Yeah, beautiful place it is indeed. And uh, no doubt those have put time and care into it. We're very proud of the work that they've done and uh, continues to be uh, you know, uh, a welcoming uh, place for people from all over our city and visitors indeed as well. 
Um, recently, uh, the board had a meeting, and no doubt um, uh, part of the business is to uh, remind the community that there are scholarships available through the board. Tell us a little bit more about that. So we've had $300 scholarships for a long time now, um, and bit by bit we've kind of, I guess with the cost of living and, and with a variety of different things, we've decided to change the format of those scholarships. And instead of having one or three $300 scholarships, which really doesn't go a lot of, uh, very far for many people, we've decided to actually do it as a full $1,000. Um, but there'll be one of them, and there'll be an opening time for those scholarships probably about May, during probably the end of the, uh, the first or second term. Um, and there'll be a slightly different process in terms of applying for those and we'll take the top three applicants and then we'll interview them and go from there. It was really a matter of modernising that process a little bit but also making them slight, slightly better value. Um, $300 these days with the cost of living and everything goes very, very um, short distance around going to overseas or other bits and pieces. And we have had some fantastic uh, people apply for scholarships over the years and do some fantastic things. So the board have come to that decision and uh, we will re-advertise that out uh, to the community next year as part of that process. I know you'll have some specific criteria around it when you do publicise it a bit more, but you know, it, when we talk about scholarship in general, what uh, were you talking about its purposes for? We're looking for those those year nine to thirteen kids um, who are looking for things like outward bound and and um, or perhaps you know undertaking some sort of special trip to a science festival or something like that. Um, it was as I say, um, it's a really competitive um, kind of field in the funding range for um, especially for secondary school kids. Um, and so that was really the plan was, was to to um, to make it a little bit more worth their while, and also to make it perhaps um, just something that um, would help them on their way. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing a little bit more about that closer to the time. Worth touching base just finally, Paul, on uh, the issue of dog control. Probably if there's any part of our city uh, that has uh, reason to be concerned uh, about um, that, it's those who are close to our beaches and our wildlife. I mean, of course, we have issues with it across all parts of town. But, yeah, you wanted just to touch on that today. Yeah, so the City Council came to us last Thursday at our board meeting to say that the dog control bylaw is actually up for review. And it's kind of timely for us because with the creation of the Tiawa uh, Otako, the, uh, the shared pathway, um, there has been, as I say, it's changed the kind of recreational dynamic that we've got in our community for people who are walking dogs and riding and that sort of stuff. But it's also cut through some of those traditional areas like McAndrew Bay Beach and Broad Bay that are not traditionally, as I say, there for dogs. And the bylaw has not caught up with that. And of course, then there are other um, some other conflict issues from time to time around uh, dog fouling and dogs on leads during in those areas with kids and, and cycles and walkers. So it's it's come at a really good opportunity, a really good time for us and a good opportunity. And um, it's one of those things that it'll come up as part of the consulting uh, process from the DCC website and. Um, one of the other things too, I think for us, is, as I say, is um, we are short of 
dog-specific areas, you know, for dog exercise areas as well. And that was certainly something that the the board raised um, with council staff. But, um, yeah, it's just an opportunity to tidy up some of those those issues that arise out of uh, the change that we've had with the Peninsula Connection. And that hasn't been necessarily negative things, but um, it's just that competitive um, competition within the space uh, with different kinds of users. So, um, yeah, there's some opportunities for that. And um, chance for, as I say, for those who, uh, like myself, have dogs to uh, to make comment around that and what's the best thing for our area. All right. Uh, again, we'll watch as that unfolds in terms of uh, any um, rules, regulations that come into effect around that. But in the meantime, I guess just use your common sense, right? When you're out there, use, particularly using those shared spaces, just think about all potential users and yeah. the impact of, of, of that. One of the things we've done recently is we actually acquired uh, some of the uh, dog poo bags, which um, there's been a change in the council about how those are distributed. So we've actually been distributing those ourselves as board members out to various areas across the peninsula. And um, look, anyone I think we were giving away gold bars. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe uh, the, the number of people who have latched onto this um, in terms of wanting wanting these dog poo bags. Um, so the good news is we've actually had some more given to us from the council. So we'll be out and about um, probably a little bit into more into the spring. Um, the weather at the moment has just been so changeable and weird with with wind and rain and everything else like that. So um, probably not quite as many people out and about so but we'll be out there soon doing that and um, hopefully as I say people will um, calm down a little bit when they realise that there's a free uh, recompostable bag uh, available for that. Good stuff. Alright Paul, lovely to catch up with you again and uh, all the good folks from the uh, Tiger Peninsula Community Board and we look forward to catching up with you and again uh, in four weeks time thanks Paul. Not a problem, have a good day bye. That was Round the Boards updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website dunedin.govt.nz or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.